1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open now
1: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go,
2: go, 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 go! It's Wednesday night, it's the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Goody and I'm joined this evening by the Falkirk midfielder Stephen McGinn. Scotland playing, of course, in Turkey. The game has just kicked off. I will give you the starting 11 for Steve Clark. It's a 3 4 2 1 formation. It's Gordon in goals. At the back, Hendry, Hanley, and Tierney. The two wing backs, Fraser and Robertson, the captain, McTominay and Gilmer, the two holding midfielders, and McGinn and Armstrong. In behind the main striker, Dykes on the bench for Scotland tonight. Liam Kelly, Robbie McCrory, Lewis Ferguson, Ryan Christie, Scott McKenna, Ryan Porteous, Jacob Brown, Ryan Jack and Calvin Ramsey. We're through to the Go Radio Football Show. If you want to get through to Stephen McGinn or myself, Mark Guidi, it's 0808 17 700 and we'll just get to all the major topics of the day. Celtic, Rangers, Hamden Park been one of the stadiums chosen for a potential Euro twenty twenty eight bid. But Stephen, your brother John is playing in the heart of the midfield for Scotland. Was only just coming on three minutes in the clock. It's nil nil. What's your, your early impressions of the game and also of Steve Clark starting eleven?
3: Yeah, I was actually surprised. I think it says a lot about the recent years under Steve Clark, about how strong a squad is he took over and a team is a, a team that Uh, you could put out in a a qualifying match so credit to the ones to go there I mean it'd be easy to pull off and and get themselves on holiday but I think it's the type of mentality they've got and just like you sent me a video uh, just before I came on the show of the atmosphere an hour and a half uh, before Uh the game so although it is a friendly it didn't seem like a friendly at the time
2: I don't think there's any such things as a friendly in Turkey because they take their football so seriously as well, don't they?
3: No, I know, and I also think probably it's not an alcohol-drinking country as well. I think uh, if the, the games in Scotland, we might have been in the pub by then. <laughs> uh, Who, the players know, or the <laughs> fans? <laughs> the fans, sorry. Hopefully not the
2: players. <sighs> and as you say, though, when you look at the start in the living, it's, it's a struggle. will have nice to see Kieran Tierney in the team as well, and then beside Andy Robertson um, back to him. And, and when you look at the start in eleven, even though it's a friendly it's very clear they're not there for a carry on they're not there just to tick a box in and out they're taking this 90 minutes seriously
3: Yeah and it would be good there's a few that need in a game and know and Tierney obviously he's fell out the Arsenal team someone like Billy Gilmore it's good to get him back in the team he's not played in the last few Scotland games and he's not getting his game at Brighton so it's quite an important game for some of them but I think as well they've got that kind of mentality where they're in the future they've got a manager that looks into the future and uh, all these friendly games count as points towards the rankings and um, what, what, what groups you can get uh, down the future, so they're definitely going with that mentality of um, they they aren't lost, they aren't there for anything other than a, a draw or a win.
2: I suppose as well, um, Stephen, it is the last chance. It's the last ninety minutes before the real stuff starts in March when the uh, the Euro twenty twenty four qualifiers got underway for real. Cyprus, Norway, Spain. We know the lineup, so there's there's no time to waste. So you can under- understand why Steve Clark wants to make the most of this two or three days.
3: Yeah, and, and, and Steve Clark, what he is, has got is he has got a kind of settled formation, settled way of playing and there is, although they don't meet up that often, there is that feeling of who's got the jersey and if there is an injury, there is a chance for someone to go in and big performance uh, and, and keep the jersey. I mean, even even up the top, I mean, Shea Adams has been the kind of choice for the last few games, but Lyndon Dykes will be there to say, no, I'm, I'm still a big part of this and for these next games, I want to be your number nine.
2: What do you think the score's going to be? How do you see the 90 minutes going?
3: Well I did uh, I have got a wee bit of, The cheating John told me the, 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 the pitch is really poor It's cutting up quite badly Because I was, I was thinking Maybe a 2-1 win With both teams wanting to put on a show to, Even though they're missing out in the World Cup But I've changed my mind for a 1-0 Scotland
2: 1-0 Scotland John getting the goal?
3: Yeah that'd be nice yeah it's, uh the only thing we, When you're kind of saying good luck And stuff like My mum saying he's a goal uh, <laughs>
2: Your mum's. saying Yeah my mum aye uh, She doesn't demand a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. And on that, I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked a, a hundred times, but you have got a, a direct line um, to how much does John enjoy meeting up with Scotland? How much does it does it mean to him to be uh, a part a, a part of that? And maybe looking a couple of years down the line, but he's probably on course to beat Dennis Law and his goal scoring record.
3: Yeah, well, it's. Um... I mean, I think there's still a wee bit away. I think he's a lot, of, a lot of goals. But his goal record, in fact, it's something Unai Emery said to him in the uh-huh. first meeting, the first day. He, he says he had the numbers of his goals to, to games in Scotland. Said, "This is mental. This is big numbers for a midfield player." You know, he'd, someone he'd watched a lot of, obviously his Villa games, and he'd been playing deeper. He can explain to him that he plays up the park. And but John, John's got that kind of, for whatever reason, for Scotland, he's got that wee knack of the one that comes up with a goal. And um I, an absolutely brilliant record. And the other thing he's thinking about is um caps, you know. Mm-hmm. I think once you hit the fifty, um he says, How can you not start to think about getting a hundred? Mm-hmm. you know, and because uh, I think he was wanting to play Turkey Monday, Wednesday and Friday this week. Trying <laughs> <laughs> trying try build them up. So uh but yeah, it's something that he uh, it's something and, and also He's, he's for the for, for the first time in a few years, his he's, he's form had probably dipped yeah. he, he, at Aston Villa. He was having a tougher time than he had done in previous years at Villa. And Scotland was the one, he, w- he would go back to Scotland and, um, you know... A the, good release fans, for him. Yeah, right. the, how the fans treat him. It was Sco, not that the Villa fans, but you know, yeah. the, he's held in such high esteem and he goes out for a warm-up and it's a super John again right away. And it's it was a good kind of, as you say, a good release from, from a difficult time at Villa to... To go and be Scotland's uh, top man. And um, as I said, he, he just loves it. And even even though they're, I think they're on the Syrian border, um, at the end of quite a grueling first few months, there's only one place he'd want to be.
2: What does he do with his caps, by the way? I've always wondered. I know, you, I know they don't actually get a cap for every game, you'll get caps now and again but have you actually seen any of these caps what does he do with them no
3: I don't know I I don't know if he got a special kind of award I, I, I know he brought when we were all at the, the island game he, he brought up something for the 50th cap uh-huh. um, but I, it's something I always do I, the, the, the hand out caps after the game you know is that <laughs> something you walk away you, the end of a three the game velvet, the,
2: the wee velvet caps the
3: end of a three game Nations League you haven't to pay extra for the, the extra baggage <laughs>
2: So you fancy Scotland to win tonight? Then you look through the team also we're sporting in de- uh, at length there about John. Let's look at the, the back three: Hendry, Hanley, and, and Tierney. What do you make of that?
3: Yeah, as I said, it's a uh, I know I know that um, Grant Hanley, someone's been huge for for Steve Clark and and Kieran Tierney. Obviously, makes a formation work. It's something that he, um, when he's missed out in the tournament and and in big games that. We've really we've really struggled without him. Um, he's a big part of why that formation works, his relationship with, with Andy Robertson and that ability he's got to place into half. But actually I feel for him it's been he's had a tough time at Arsenal this season. Yeah. You know, he's he was Arsenal's one Arsenal's main player. Last season I'm talking about him being the next captain after Aubameyang goes and all of a sudden he's gone into these game against Liverpool and the back up right backs playing left back. So he's had a difficult time but he'll have that same thing where he, they've got that kind of feeling at Scotland where they know their jobs they know their roles they know the importance of they've, they've all got a good relationship and the importance of getting to these major tournaments again and um, he'll have that same kind of release
2: OK, Keto, we've will be. we got the, the screens on we're watching the game so you won't miss a thing here on the Go Radio Football Show I'm Mark Guidi. if you want to get through to Stephen McGinn the folk. Midfielder you can dial in in 0808 17 17 700 Stephen will happily talk about What's going on at Rangers With Giovanni Van Bronckhorst What's going on at Celtic They're out in Australia Getting ready to play In the Sydney Cup Former teams as well St Myrne getting a good result At the weekend Against Rangers Colmarnock um, Picking up a good win uh, Against your other former club uh, Hibernian Let's touch on them Colmarnock That was a big win for them Stephen and Hibbs I think maybe be now Five defeats and um, six what do, you, what do you make of both of them At the moment?
3: Well, I I, I I I thought it was a huge game. Obviously, um, they were all big games. You, you don't want to get into that break um, on the end of defeat. First and foremost, in isolation, but with had and Commando. They both had bad weeks. They both uh, worst runs of this form of the season, and it, and it was a huge game. And I, I just I just felt with the Kilm- have actually, been all right at home. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, up until that Livingston one I think it was only maybe Celtic that beat them so they've been alright at home and since Derek took over last January they've been good at home so I just thought that if Hibbs get kind of caught into a kind of cup final physical um, battle with set, piece, set pieces maybe dictating the game that Kilmarnock could just edge it and as I say a huge win for them off the, what was a real sore one on the Wednesday night um, but worrying times for Hibbs, you know it's um, I think I think it's this time last year Jack Ross lost his job yeah. and since then they've gone through um, Jack and then Sean Maloney and then Lee Johnson's brought in and I think it may even be by the six losses and seven and and they have spent money they've they've brought in a lot of players so it's uh, worrying times for Hibs
2: and for St Mirren Stephen Robinson's got them going well they get a good um, point um, at home to, to, to Rangers there's only a penalty kick that Rangers got so an equaliser so I'm sure you'll be pleased to see the the body's going going fairly well too.
3: Yeah, it's good. It's um you no know, year, years ago when they first moved in that stadium couldn't buy a one. But actually when I was on the show on Thursday, um, I don't know if anyone else remembers it apart from me. I'd, I had one each. I fancied Saint to, mm. to get a draw from the match. And actually, when I, I managed to watch the first half before my game, and then I caught the highlights after this, they could easily have won the game. You know, it's um I, I was at the Celtic game when they beat Celtic, and I didn't think um, Saint Mont. Deserved I thought. I thought some man deserved to win the game. So um really impressive home for really impressive. Um hard to beat, hard to score against at one end and um goals from everywhere up the other end. Uh, real physical, real physical team. So please for them. Um it's, it's something that's been spoken about since they got back to the Premier League about really becoming a force and starting to challenge the top six, not just talking about it actually seriously getting in the mix and and with the, the way the European standings is now you, if you get in that top six in Europe suddenly becomes an option and, and, and something that f-
2: fans have been dreaming about for years OK of course man got that 1-1 one, one draw with Rangers on Saturday it left Rangers with Celtic winning a couple of hours later at in Ross County it leaves Rangers trailing Celtic by nine points in times for Rangers at the moment still a lot of speculation about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. will he still be in a job when Rangers play against Hibs at Ibrox on Thursday, December the 15th. It appears to be now that there's not going to be any action that Rangers, the Rangers board are going to stye, stand by Giovanni and give him another crack at it after the World Cup break. i have got a caller. Tarek's on the line. He's dialed 0808 17 17 700 to get through to the Goal Radio football show. Tarek, what is your point on Rangers? Right.
4: Yeah. Good evening, panel. Good evening, Stephen, and good Hi, evening, Mark. Hi, uh, Tarek. And uh, oh, oh, Paul's enjoying his holiday in the Caribbean. <laughs> Car- and, oh,
2: uh,
4: Caribbean? Is he? Is that what he is? He's away well, the Caribbean, I, is he? Well, I have these away at the Caribbean because there's a oh. Caribbean in actually in actually Scotland. The Caribbean. Well, I think you and better I, go. You
2: better go back and check with your sources, Tarek. You better go back and check no, you well, your sources. I, but he's having a well-deserved break. A well-deserved break.
4: Well. Well, to be honest, we, we're not with the weather for it, but we've definitely got the the, the same beaches and coastlines because, uh, what do you call it, the Atlantic Ocean, as well as touching Scotland, that touches Barbados.
2: And it's right. actually
4: amazing. Well, I'm impressed uh, with your
2: geographical you... knowledge, tariff. Let's get to the football, though. What are you thinking about Rangers well, at
4: the moment? Well, I was just going to... My point was basically that I'm getting fed up with listening to this uh, nonsense about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I do understand that it's a results business, but to be honest with you, he's not really uh, done anything I mean, he got to stay at a final, he won the Scottish Cup, and uh, at the end of the day, the way I see it, uh, the players that have actually come in, he may have had a slight influence on it, but they weren't actually his players, they were through other individuals at the club. And uh, my point really is that, is that I think it's not Geo has to go. It's the board. And the simple reason I'm saying that is not because of anything else except for Dave King. I think he should come back in. Because I know for a fact, I, I believe that he, what he says is true. He will make the Rangers become a fan-owned club, just like Tom. That's what it should be. Because we're not getting any, what you call it, uh, any news coming out of them. they're very quiet they don't say much they're not being uh, open with it ever uh, with the fans and uh, I just think at the AGM they should do it they in Parliament the Houses of Parliament and that is it. a vote for no confidence in the board
2: OK get get them out. OK well just kind of summarise here, uh, four or five main points uh, Stephen there from Tarek, basically, he stands by Geo. He'd like to see Geo keep his job. He'd like to see the board removed. He wants to see Dave King um, get back involved and a, a bit more control to eventually hand the club over to uh, the fans. What's your kind of take on all of that? Well, I think not just with Rangers. I think that it's the case for
3: lots of clubs. I think clubs are happy to share, Lots get lots of information out when things are going all right. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, it's one of those, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't, if they're in it, they, anything they put out, they, they get a lot of criticism for. Um, I actually thought, I mean, there's a lot of callers over the last few weeks demanding that Giovanni but Van Bronkers to go. Tarek's the first I've heard that they want him to stay. Um, I actually thought he would have lost his job this week. And um, now that he hasn't, it's one of those, the Rangers come out and totally back him because I think that now gets called a vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. So when I seen a couple of newspaper links today, I thought I wonder if that's them kind of getting outlook. Um, I know things aren't great just now, but stick with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a lot of money. Keith Jack- Jackson's uh, uh, article spent a lot of money stopping the ten in a row, and no matter who it is, it's going to be tough. Uh, unfortunately, it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst stick with them, and and we'll get it going again. That's what it seemed like uh, to
2: me. As as a player, because you know, because I think sometimes. It the easy thing I'm not saying it's the wrong thing in a lot of cases it is the right thing Which is get rid of the manager it's always the the first thing that comes into supporters heads and social media but when you analyse Van Bronck he's a year in the job on Friday if he makes it to Friday and we think that he will Um, as Tarek said you know European final one kick of the ball away from winning a, a European trophy won the Scottish Cup got him into the Champions League and has brought in the guts of 30 million quid in transfer fees for two or three players so when you assess that overall it's not too bad, albeit I get it, that stopping Celtic and winning the title is the, the be-all and end-all, but it's, for me, it's a more than decent um, first year, although I get it, there's, there's been a couple of heavy thrashings in, in the past couple of months to Celtic and in the Champions League.
3: If you isolate Gilles' record, it's probably not bad and you mm. probably can find... The, prob- the problem is that in this city, you're only as good as the other team and Celtic have pretty devastating form you know only one defeat no draws when you're trying to keep keep up with that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's relentless and if you're just off it like Rangers have been this season have been off it even I mean watching the games in the last week when they got the goal back up at St Johnson I expected them to come back we're kind of ferocious where yeah. the goalkeepers making wonder saves and mm-hmm. the game just kind of fizzled out and that's why that's why I thought he would lose his job just because it it just it looks as if it's kind of got to that stage where the games are just fizzling out they are just dropping points and it's just happening it's not like the goalies do you know what I mean It's 20 corners like up at Perth and I, didn't, I, think, I thought from about 30 minutes onwards Johnson was the more dangerous team
2: See, on that Stephen you're, you're still playing you've, you've had a, a career for 14, 15 years now at full time at various clubs when you're watching Rangers at, at the moment, albeit it's, it's only in television, but when you're watching them, you're hearing supporters, you're you're reading comments. Um, do you think players have down tools? Do you think that players don't want to play for Giovanni anymore?
3: I don't think I don't think you've ever down tools. I have certainly never done it, but I have got to, on occasions um, where it's you just can't you can't go. You're, uh, you go out to try, you out try your best every week, but sometimes you just can't. You just can't get yourself into form, and it seems like there's a lot of them. The Rangers players like that. I mean, you're watching them do the same players that won a league, the same players that you've watched play so well for so long. But it, it seems as if they've got to the stage like Celtic did a few years. But it's the same faces that're needing to pull them out. It's, it's got to be Tavenier. It's got to be Barisic. It's got to be Ryan Kent. See, game in, game out, three times a week. They're, no, they've not brought anyone in that can help that out, and and that's what it looks like to me from the outside. It just looks like a club that's they've just got to the end of the road with that kind of group of players. They they need boys in to help them out. Um, I, I think we see what Ryan Kent did against Aber, um Hearts. The quality, but he needs someone in and to help that out to do it at the other side, or maybe when Ryan Kent's off, it to to bail him out.
2: OK, thanks for that. Stephen, thanks for your call. Tarek, Tarek called in to the Go Radio Football Show. It's Wednesday night 0808 1717, 700 to get through to Stephen again. We'll see you after the break.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go.
2: Thanks very much Chris for the travel here on the Go Radio football show we are on until 6 o'clock tonight I'm Mark Woody in the company of the Falkirk midfielder Stephen McGinn we've got the Scotland game on the telly they're playing a friendly in Turkey just over midway through the first half Stephen much to report?
3: Yeah well Turkey have had a lot of the game Um have hit the bar Craig Gordon's a few saves from distance Um one of the, the Turkish strikers should probably do better with the rebound but it's been, it has been a tough test it doesn't look like a friendly competitive already are booking for McTominay so um, probably everything Steve Clark's looking for in, a, in the away game so far
2: and uh, just to put Tarek's mind at rest Paul Cooney has been on and he's enjoying the coastal sunshine and when I say coastal sunshine that'll give you a clue to where he is in the world and it's certainly um, it's certainly not in the Scottish Caribbean that's for sure so hopefully Paul's having a nice time and he's well earned break I'm delighted to say producer James has pulled it out the bag tonight live on the line we've got the Hearts and Scotland striker Lawrence Shankland Lawrence how are you? I'm good thanks I'm all good good enjoying the, the wee break I know it's only been been wound up since uh, since Saturday night but you're just enjoying a, a week or ten days just to relax and, and chill out that's it aye i um, been a heavy
5: running fixture, so I've
2: went for 10, I? We're in a about after a two year old all day so I don't know <laughs> if I'm getting much rest. this Oh well, here Stephen McGinn's exactly saying sure if, the two, if the two of you start talking about that we'll be here until we'll <laughs> six, 6 o'clock he's wanting to compare quick notes then before we start talking about the football Stephen Aye how early did you get
5: up this morning? Er
3: uh, she actually into late today, so that was not so bad Great great day that's, a, that's cutting it <laughs> in <laughs> half almost <laughs>
2: <laughs> What about um, the football Lawrence the I hearts mean, you have had European um football a taste of the, the Europa Conference um league starting to get some good results and, and pick it up. Uh how much have you enjoyed the the football since August?
5: it's um, been great for myself personally. Um yep. it's been a it's been a good start, at the club. Um everything I kinda expected coming to coming to a big club like hearts and um I've enjoyed it of course with the European group stages fung in there as well, which is a, a whole new experience for everybody. Um mm-hmm. With a few real tough tests in there and tough nights but it's um, it's something that we've all had a test in and it's um, something that we definitely want to get year in, year out so um, we know where we're at for the rest of the season and what we need to go and
2: do. I mean, I, I, one thing that I've noticed about most of the Hearts team but particularly yourself which I think is always nice to see as you play with a smile on your face, Lawrence, you can tell that you absolutely love it when you score a goal. I'm thinking that the hatchet against Celtic, I mean, even though you won the losing team that day, which must have hurt, but how pleasing was it to get a, a hat trick against the, the champions in front of your own supporters?
5: Well, that was great, obviously, um, at Castle, and when against City, like It doesn't happen too often, so of course, personally, it was a, it was a good achievement to get. But um, overall, we, we still finished the game with a disappointing result, which it was a it was a strange feeling at the end of the game. But um nah, you need to take the small things in your career at the end. So.
2: I take them as they come No Good I mean in general terms For, for Hearts I mean Hearts um, Were were, You know Finished comfortably ahead Of the The best of the rest In, in third place In the league They seem to be In, in the eyes of most people Launched And the, the established Third force In Scottish football do, do you guys see it that way Inside the club? I think we need to see it
5: that way um, Obviously As you say I've only joined this season But last season It was pretty comfortable For They got um, Which ensured That they got group stage football So if you won that year in year out as I was saying that's what we need to go and get um, of course it's it's been a tougher start to the season as I said it's been a lot more fixtures for us to deal with than, than we just to and um, we've actually been, been quite unlucky with quite a few injuries in there as well so uh-huh. this this break maybe have came at a good time for just to get everybody back fit and, and ready to go after this World Cup break
2: And in terms of yourself personally how good is is Robbie Nielsen and, and his staff his backroom boys of uh, Lee McCulloch and, and Gordon Forrest because they seem a really close unit and know the game inside out?
5: Yeah, i right, are great to work with, obviously. Um, I had the opportunity to work with him at Dun United, and I really enjoyed these three games I got there. Um, then he moved on to Hearts, and I went abroad. So um, he always kind of kept in touch with me, and wished me the best when I went over there. And then, obviously, the opportunity came up to, to come back to Hearts, and it was one I was I was really keen to do. Have you,
3: have you been surprised by the, the intensity of the three-game weeks, Lawrence? I know we all played three-game weeks, but just that that jump to the European stuff and then going out on the Sunday and it's almost, hearts have been so good to the last couple of years that you've always almost got that expectation to win on the Sunday as well. Have you found that different, that kind of level of expectations off the back of tough nights in Europe on Thursday? Aye, but to be honest, I've loved it. Um, it's kind
5: of, it's, it's what I came here for, you know what I mean? I knew what, we what I was getting into. Um, as a team, we were, we were getting into and when you, when you turn up on Sunday and you've got that expectation to go and time and win again, it's, it's something you might have, do you know what I mean? If you're at a big club like this, then that's expectations you need to deal with and you need to challenge yourself as a player. So now I've, I've loved it so far and hopefully when we go back, obviously the fixtures will ease off a bit and, and making sure we're
3: all about week to week. Yeah, the injuries have been pretty punishing and it has been the same boys, uh, churning it out a lot, playing out of positions. And when you look at the league and with the injury table, is isn't actually looking too bad in that race for the third position, is it?
5: No, that's it. Obviously, in-house, you know what the injuries are like in that. And it's not really been any kind of short term Boys are had quite serious ones, broken bones and foots and that. And it's been quite serious. So um, we kind of know the state we've been in. Um, at times, we've been playing with four full-backs across our defence and that. So um, we've kind of had to piece it together at times. But we've done great. And we had to um, dig in and just stick together and get the results that we could. And we know we just had to keep as close to a as we can.
2: Up until then, there are lot of fixtures we had, and then, as I say, after this World Cup break, right, when we get everybody back, we'll be ready to go. I'm just, um, I've got the, the, as I'm sure you have as well, Lawrence I've got the Scotland game in, in the background. We're just in the 31st minute, still Turkey nil Scotland, nil Scotland corner. Andy Robertson about to to take it. Um, just in in general terms for yourself, Lawrence how keen are you to 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 be involved with the with the national setup? Get you know in time.
5: Of course everybody wants to be involved with the with the national team if they get the opportunity, you know what I mean? But for me it was it was coming back here and, and joining a big club and, mm-hmm. and going and playing in the Premier League and proving myself there and um I've already matched my tally I got at United, so um I imagine I was I was closer than I've ever been in the last couple of years. So that's all I can do. I just keep digging mm-hmm. in here, working hard and hopefully scoring goals and, and that takes care of itself really.
2: And I mean that's one thing that's, that you've always had has been a, a natural goal score, you think back to, to United and that wonderful record that you had there um, as well but is there still improvement to come in your overall game do you feel Lawrence, that you're just working hard every day to become better and better
5: that's it aye. Um, there's, there's always things that you can improve in your game but for me it's, I'm getting to it, it's where you, you know your strength and that's what you try and play do you know what I mean um, kind of in the middle of my career and of course there's, there's players like Snoddy like has come in for example and he's played at a really high level and he's got wee points here and there that he makes to you and, and I like that, I love women off players like that so um, if he can add a few things to my game as well then it'll only stand me in good stead.
2: And we, we all know Snoddy well, has is, is he come out of shell yet, Lawrence? He <laughs> <It> has, man, but
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard from Harry, he's more of a million compared to what he at Livingston years ago so um, I don't know. If that,
2: that's, really a that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But but you're, you're right though for for, a, for a, a club you know, for Hearts to bring in a guy of that experience not only what he contributes on the part but, but off the part you think he's played at the highest level down south for more than a, a decade and, and for his country it must be great to have somebody in the building like that
5: No it is he's a great player and a great person as well along with that but um, most importantly for us as players we need to especially the, I'm saying younger but we're younger than him so we need to try and uh, learn as much as we can off him as you say he's played at the, the very top level of the game and and that's where we, we all need to aspire to be. So, um, as I said, hopefully you can teach us a few things along the way, as well as playing well as still. Well.
3: How were how the Australian boys, before they went to the World Cup, were they on round training, trying to make sure they didn't get injured? They actually were. They had the choice. they needed them to It Was even Cammy Devlin not Grant for <laughs>
5: tackles? <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be they had to, as I said, they had to stick in. They, they, they didn't have enough so they had to get involved. But, no, nah, we were all, we all delighted for them. Um, it's a great achievement to go and represent your country the World Cup and they're three really, really good lads. Um, we deserve everything they've got, so hopefully they can go and get a few appeal them amongst them and, and they really well.
2: Brilliant. Lawrence, thank you very much for coming on and giving up your time during the, the break to join us on the go radio football show. And from everybody here, we wish you all the very best for the rest of the season.
3: No worries. Thanks for having me on. Thanks Lawrence.
2: Cheers, Top man, that was great. Stephen getting Lorne Shankland on.
3: I really good, except I don't believe him about the boys now starting to think about <laughs> the World Cup. <got. laughs>
2: ah, uh, it must be great. I mean, you you think about the the, the guys and you can see them now. We'll get all the, the, the coverage obviously, and an know the update on on Sky TV and you and you see them starting to arrive. And I, I was listening to James Madison's interview, uh, driving in and the way in here as well. And that's when it starts to. And I know we're watching Scotland the moment, but that's when it starts to hurt that we're not actually there. Eh?
3: Yeah, um, stuff like uh, I spoke to John. Obviously, two of his great pals for Hibs, Jason Cummins and Martin Boyle, are going mm. to the World Cup. And as happy as he is for them, he's talking about how much it stings that uh, we are not there. But it's also great, as I said, as Lawrence just said, three three from Hearts going to the World yeah. Cup. um One from St Mirren. Uh, David Waterston facing Johnson face, as well. Facing Johnson, yeah. In Canada. Delighted for him after a, a long injury layoff, but. Usually when these big tournaments come around, it's been Celtic Rangers, in the past Celtic Rangers players just going in the rest of the league. We're actually getting boys from from throughout the league at these major tournaments, which is a
2: great sign. We're into the fi- or we're into the, the final few minutes at this part of, of the show, and when we come back after the break, I'm going to get your take on, on Celtic. A lot going on out there. Carl McGregor back playing. Juranovic has been linked again um, with a move away um, for the January uh, window. So we'll get your take on all of that, and we'll touch again on Rangers but just while we're on international football in the World Cup who's your tip to win the tournament obviously starts on Sunday night uh, Qatar against Ecuador but who you fancy?
3: Well my heart I've just watched a Messi uh, documentary The Enigma on BBC recently and uh, I'd love him to top off his career by by winning it Um, but it's hard to see past Brazil when you Mm. see the attacking options they've got Um, I just can't see by them
2: and Alisson as well on goals
3: we even just, if anything happens to Alisson, you've got Ederson there as, as backup. You know what I mean? But, I mean exactly saves, uh,
2: what about some of his saves against Southampton and, and Saturday game? Amazing, Alison. amazing. Just
3: top of everything you would want in a, <coughs> in a goalkeeper. He, he's just top class at, at everything and um, what a signing he was back in the day for
2: Jurgen Klopp. I'm just touching back to their own national team, there's a, a lot of chat about, about Craig Gordon and who will eventually take over um, from him. Do you have a, a natural session in mind whether it's a year or two down the line Stephen
3: no I mean the other goalkeepers in the, in the squad Liam Kelly Robbie McCrory I mean good goalkeepers in their own right but I think we've been spoiled in the last 10-15 years we've had goalkeepers right at the top level playing European football um, Alan McGregor David Marshall uh, Craig Gordon so it, it is a problem position in terms of the, the calibre of goalkeeper we've got and um, no disrespect, but it would be a bit of a drop off, um, and we don't have that natural one. you say he's definitely going to be the goalkeeper. So, as I said, we have been spoiled for a long time, and Yard may be looking for one of them to, if him to can he go to the next level and can maybe if he gets his opportunity with Scotland, can he go and do that 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 jump that makes him um, maybe
2: uh, a, a solid replacement for these guys so if we do get to Euro twenty twenty four, whether it's through the playoff route we've got a shot at that or if it's through natural qualification once the campaign starts um in March. I mean essentially we are only nineteen months away from Euro twenty twenty four, which is a season and a half. I could still see Craig Gordon playing first team for Hearts at, at that stage.
3: Just as you said that he's made a great save. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's all about time and Stephen well,
3: I don't think he uh, I don't think he's got any intention of quitting. Um I do think there is some people, It's a great save that week. Yeah. I think um, some players you he th- he th- he see he, he's only got a year left or something. I don't think Craig Gordon's got any intention of giving up the jersey, even with the, with the amount of games Hart's had. I know people talk about not resting the goalkeeping, but the amount of kicking you do and, mm-hmm. and, and that mental, kinda he doesn't show any signs of letting up. So, I mean, an amazing... Thing if he's still going in nineteen months at the same level, it'd be it'd be amazing and be a major help for the country.
2: Uh, what's on the clock? In the thirtieth minute of the game, still Turkey Nil, Scotland nil we fairly even Stevens chances at both ends. We'll stick with the goalkeeping theme in the final minute before we, we go to the break. You've played at a number of clubs. Best goalkeeper you've played with?
3: Um oh, you put him in the spot there. I don't really like goalies normally,
2: but I played really. With... Why not? Why do you not like
3: goalies? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why do you not like
2: goalies? I
3: haven't got much about them, have they? Always... In terms of what? They're just. Uh... I always have a big pal of mine, Craig Sampson. Uh-huh. They always have that kind of. Just goalies are just mad, they're different, aren't they? Just who, who, who? The old saying, who wants to be a Gary Neville? But even worse than that, who wants to be born to be a goalkeeper?
2: So who's the best you've played with? Um,
3: well, I played. I came across the guy Thomas Cusack um, oh, right. and I started to after my layoff injury layoff. I started to train with the boys, and he—he's probably the one goalie I've had in my career where I actually found it really hard to score against him. You just the piece presence and the goal, and and I think at levels to football. You just talk about Allison and stuff like Thomas Cusack was just a backup goalkeeper at Man United, and I'm thinking how good must um, Edwin van der Sar be if he was his backup.
2: Mm-hmm. Is Watford not? he was at Watford, Watford. he came to
3: Watford he had a brilliant season for us at Watford um, quite a quiet guy scary guy just a as I said goalies are either weird or mental he was mental uh,
2: uh, have you ever asked any goalies what they think of you <laughs> I probably don't like me I get my massive hands and I
3: would fill me in
2: as well right so that's great we'll get on the phone during the break to, to Craig Samson and just let him know that you didn't rate him at all he, on the crop, he's in Atlanta thankfully <laughs> Aye, but we can still get him don't worry about that we're going quickly to the break if you want to get through to Steve McGinn in the final part of the Go Radio football show you can dial and get through on 0808 17, 17 700 The Go
1: Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's
2: go, 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 go It's Wednesday night we're on the Go Radio Football Show in association with Macklin Motors 0808 17 700 If you want to get through to Stephen McGinn we're on until 6 o'clock tonight as I say we're in the last 15 minutes we've had a great show so far we're watching Scotland and unfortunately Stephen just when we were on the break there Turkey have taken the lead, 44 minutes gone. Turkey one nil. you talk us through the goal. Yeah, well, it was came
3: after a first real good spell in the game. We had a couple of chances ourselves. Lyndon Dyke's unlucky with a header. Uh, it's a free kick out wide. And the Scotland holding quite a high line. They get done with a bit of a dummy. A couple of the boys drop and uh, the striker's able to and It's a good header. Craig Gordon can do nothing about it.
2: What's your overall assessment of the first half performance from Scotland?
3: It's been tough. It looks, I mean... Just as we speak, Turkey in like a second. Turkey have been bang at it. Looks like a real noisy crowd. Um, Scotland only went out the other day. It, it it's looked like a tough uh, night for them so far. You know, punished for every little mistake and probably fortunate if we get into halftime just
2: at one now. Okay, as I say, in the last few minutes of the show, it's been packed tonight so far. We've spoken about Rangers. <laughs> Looks at like Giovanni van Bronckhurst Will remain as the Rangers manager Celtic out in Australia getting ready to kick off in the Sydney Cup tournament. Callum McGregor, the skipper, is back in training. And Stephen, how much of a boost is that for Ange Postacoglu?
3: Major boost, you know, um, because it's never really, nobody's ever, I know Ange had said that um, maybe 46 weeks, but there's been that much kind of rumours and whispers about will he need an operation, will he not need an operation, when will he be back, Mm -hmm. is there a chance he'd, of even making the Rangers game and then kind of, when you see him the type of running he's doing as well um, it looks like he's well into his rehab and must be a major boost for Celtic fans out there
2: and talking of Celtic fans we have got one on the line who has dialed 0808 17 700 Sean you're through to Stephen McGinn how are you?
6: Not bad guys how are you?
2: Very, well, very well thank you what would you like to say? Uh,
6: no I'm just I feel as if the as much as the World Cups came, run, I feel as if it's a good time. As much as Rangers fans are going to say it's a it's a good time for, for Raymond after the rest of the year. And I think it's a good time for Celtic as well. I think this is a great time. As much as we've, we've been winning well, the, the last few games it's been it's sort there've been nervy games. There's been a two one at St. D- McDermott Park, it's been four three at Tyne Castle and then two one at the weekend. There, I think that's the breaks came at the right time for Celtic. Now I think Celtic could go up. Another good few levels And I think this, this league Could be done at a canter
2: And Stephen When you go through As you know you, you, You've you won a, a title With, with, with St Man. When you're playing 38 games It's not always going to be Pretty It's not always going to be 3-4-0 So you're always going to Get those moments And how you win a title Is is getting through those moments By winning games By the odd goal
3: Yeah and um, Sean, Sean's right I've seen a bit of Celtic Recently I was at Motherwell for the, And, and I didn't think Celtic Played well I thought they were there's, there's such a set, such a high standard that I thought they dipped well below it on the night. I think even Ange Postacoglu said that. But it's it's something that um, Celtic have had for uh, well over a year now. With Ange, where they just find ways to win football matches. Um, usually do it in such an impressive way. But even when they don't, they've got so many goals in the team, and um, they just it's they've just got that amazing knack of finding late winners and finding ways to win.
2: Sean, do you think Celtic will, will come back? stronger and, and ready to really take it by by storm if they can improve in term you might you know in terms of performances but results do you think they will be even better in the second half yep, of the definitely. season?
6: Definitely. Definitely, as you've said, our influential influential captains probably gonna be back on the part by the time we, we take to Petodre our next game and I feel as if the manager will know let like this any performances dip at all. I feel as if we're going over here and it's not a break where we can sit and relax. It's going over, it's pre-season games. It's We're playing, we're playing matches. We're not going over here to, 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 just to walk about or to chill and relax in, in the Australian heat. It's, it's going over to play competitive games to a certain degree. It's to, to keep our fitness up. So I think I think we'll come back bigger and stronger. And I think this league, as I said, could be wrapped up very very soon very very soon
2: indeed It's half time in Turkey by the way Turkey won Scotland nil at half time ja-
6: I didn't even know the game was playing until you yeah, said that
2: Yeah it's on just now good strong starting 11 put out by, by Steve Clark. Um Sean the January window opens in six weeks time is there yep. anything in particular you'd like to see your club doing? Uh,
6: I think we'd always like to strengthen I think looking back in the Champions League a campaign probably a a lethal finisher would, would be brilliant I think maybe another kind of holding midfielder because I know the, the the players have stepped up brilliantly O'Reilly's Hatties and even Moy when McGregor's been out but you don't want to be in that same predicament again so probably along the kind of lines and obviously we're hearing that the Juranovic situation is there's, there's obviously there's kind of something in that as well so yeah. we might be looking to to get a kind of right back in because as much as Ralston, it's been he's been a revelation. We don't want to be relying on him being the only, can like, right back in the in the squad.
2: Stephen, on that point about Juranovic, when again it surfaced again that there could be bids coming in from in January, this seems to be a recurring theme. It was going on July, August. Whether it's Juranovic's agent is trying to stoke up interest, whether there's genuine interest and in Celtic, have rejected bids. But it strikes me the way this story's been developed in the past few months now that there's there's something going on. It looks as though Celtic are going to have to deal with bids in January, whether they accept them or not as another story two points to that one what do you think Juranovic's uh, market value um, is and second point as Sean touched on there is Anthony Ralston ready to be the number one right back or Celtic looking for more of a backup to him or are they looking for somebody to come in and, and, and properly replace Juranovic replace
3: well in the first first point yeah there's, there's no smoke without fire and, and if, you let, if, if you believe Ange the way he spoke about Celtic and, and people that, that don't want to be there I Would expect Juranovic to move on the next window. Um, he's 28 year old, he's at peak of his powers. He's been a great signer for Celtic. Um, got him at a snap. Um, Two million. Yeah, when you look at his career and um, what a signing he's been. Mm-hmm. Big, big example of how good Celtic have got it in the transfer market. They'll go out and, at the World Cup. I expect him to have a good World Cup and I expect him to move on in January. Um,
2: what kind I fee, roughly, are you thinking, Stephen Ballpark?
3: Well, as I said, he's um, he's been outstanding for Celtic over the time. I know he's. Uh, dip below his levels at times, the, the, the extremely high level he set last year. But I would expect Celtic to get 15, 20 million for Juranovic, um, yeah, especially million, if, yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think Celtic in a pos- position where they'll just say Juranovic, so oh, you want to go, or we'll let you go on the cheap. Well, I think Celtic, will, the way they've been in the transfer market in the last year or two, are quite an aggressive stance. We'll say this is what we want for them, and and you can get them if you pay for this. And I expect Celtic to to replace him. Um, I think I totally trust Tony the Amazing what Tony Nelson's done under Ange Postecoglou. really. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, but I do expect them to sign a, a first choice right back. Um, what Sean says, the only other position, um, the way the kind of market worked last year with the links to Maeda, there's been Kobayashi, Ashi, the less than a half from Japan. Uh-huh. I expect that to be done. Um, Similarly to last year with Hitate and uh, Maeda, when they get announced in the first day of the window, I expect yeah. that to happen in January. So that's the two bit of business I think Celtic will do.
2: What do you think of that, Sean?
6: No, I definitely, I totally agree. I totally agree. The Kobe Ashi one looks really exciting. I know obviously there's ones like Ida Gucci who's not really set the world alight, but the rest of them have been absolutely brilliant. Maida's is very, very frustrating, but Kyogo and especially Hitachi's been an absolute superstar. So yeah. I'm really excited to see him playing. Uh, I think people, um, players like maybe your Stephen Welsh might get sent away out away loan maybe again, or maybe he might get. Um, Somebody might snap him up. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking if this Kobe Ashes coming in, and we've obviously got staff, and Carter, Vickers. I wonder where this leaves Jens.
2: He's only on loan from Lorient. He's
6: only on loan. I think yeah. if, if we're planning and bringing him in, and Jens is only on loan, does does that really put the kind of the nail on that that they maybe don't think that he set the world alight? <laughs> you well, it, I think it, it depends because they do. They do all game clubs
2: game. look for for four top central defenders on. If if you're looking at Jens new guy could have hashed if you're looking at, at Carter Vickers um, still be there and and Starfield or, or Welsh whatever way it is then I wouldn't necessarily say that, that Jens isn't going to become permanent
3: Yeah be, because um, Sean just spoke about Welsh maybe being looked to move on Welsh has played quite a lot of football this year yeah. for the fourth choice centre half so yep. I think that's Ange wants to keep moving Celtic forward mm. and I don't think he cares about who he keeps happy I think he wants um, strength and depth that um, ready-made players ready-made quality to come in if, if like Starfield uh, does his hamstring he doesn't want to be left where Vickers is then injured and he's going with Jens and and Welsh and that drop-off he wants Celtic to be full strength to to get to the levels that he expects I think he's got such an intensity and an aggression about where he wants to take Celtic that I don't think he wants to leave any kind of room for error
2: See on, on the, I don't know what you think Sean and, and, and Stephen on the Juranovic the Yura, um Speculation, or I suspect there's a wee bit more than speculation um, mm-hmm. now, but I suppose you know Celtic don't need to sell, they're in a fantastic financial position. However, the reason why Celtic are in such a good position is because they've got the player trading model pretty much spot on buy for two or three, try and sell for 10, 15 or, or more. So if you look at the average in for two, two and a half, potentially selling for anything between 12 and 18, whatever it may be. Um, I suppose if, if you to lose one, if you to, look, we, we want to do that at least once a year. I would say yeah. you'd rather it be Juranovic than Yota oh, or absolutely. Abada yeah. or Hitati or Kyogo, surely?
6: Yeah, no, definitely. If you to pick. Actually, a news report that came out that said that a Celtic player was leaving and there was a list of them. Like As you're saying, Hitati could be one if he was in the equation and it was Juranovic. and you had to pick. You're picking Juranovic as much as... He's been here two years. Mm-hmm. The first season, he, was, he set the world alight. He was brilliant. I think this season, his format has completely dipped. Compared to last season, I don't know. Is that I was just comparing it to the season before the COVID season when we had, I'll get no disrespect, but Dross players like John Joe Kenny playing and Stephen Welsh and and what I, I know what the, the kind of pre-Ralston before he was rejuvenated kind of that was what they were kind of playing week in week out. So no, if, if you had to pick a player out of them who you would be happy to, kind of, to see go, it probably would be Geronovich for the price tag that he's going to be because he's still got four years left in his contract yeah. as well so I think the, the, his price tag we, we need to stop being so nice and icy and, and be. we need to be resolute stand on the ground and and basically say that no this is the price we're working for us and we're not settling for any less I well, think if we, if we if we could get as you're saying up to 15 to 20 million for Yoranovic I, th- I think Celtic fans wouldn't mind at all I don't think they would they'd bother too much
2: Thanks very much for that point Sean and thanks for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show Sean dialed 0808 17 17 700 and if you want to get through tomorrow night I'll be here Mark Goody in the studio with the Celtic legend Peter Grant will be with me tomorrow night from 5 until 6 Stephen just to wrap up on Celtic the Scotland-Turkey game second half about to get underway Scotland trailing 1-0 if you have just um, joined us do you expect Celtic to really kick on after this, break, after the World Cup break and, and charge towards the title.
3: Yeah, I think I think sometimes, um, they, they, what Sean said, they were showing signs of that wee bit of complacency, um, of just giving up chances. When I was at the night, the, night of the Motherwell game, I did think the ball was coming into the box quite easy, and it's not like them. It's not like them at all. They're usually there's a relentlessness to them. So I think Sean, as Sean said, it's came at the right time, and I expect them to just come back out just totally ready and firing and ready to go
2: Brilliant Stephen thanks for joining us tonight and it's Falkirk v Clyde at the uh, Hamilton Aki Stadium on Saturday so we wish you all the best for that in the League 1 game thanks for joining us tonight and the Go Radio Football Show we'll see you tomorrow and I'll be joined by Peter Grant
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! go.